You're listening to The Marketing Funnel Show, episode number 58. We are continuing our deep dive into discovery calls that convert into sales today. Today's episode will reveal how asking the right types of questions will help you connect, engage, and easily convert your audience without being pushy or salesy, ever. Welcome to the Marketing Funnel Show. I'm your host, Michelle Evans, and this is the podcast for coaches, experts, and online business owners to learn how to go from simply surviving to sold out using the power of marketing funnels. All right, let's jump into today's show. Hey there, and welcome back to the show. Listen, have you taken a few minutes to leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts? If not, I would really appreciate you doing that as it shows iTunes that you value this show so that they will show it to more people. And if you're one of the more than 70 people who've already taken the time to leave a review, thank you so much. I appreciate you. So if you haven't had a chance, just take a few minutes and jump on. You can do it right from your phone or whichever uh, podcatcher you system you're listening on. And thank you again so much. Okay, today we are picking back up on our conversation from last week all about discovery calls. Last week I shared five big mistakes that I made with discovery calls that really killed my business sales for the first few years of my business. Once I stopped, or once I became aware and then stopped of doing those big five big mistakes, I went from a thousand failed sales calls to selling over $60,000 of my services in just three weeks. And no, again, I didn't get a brain transplant. I didn't become some sort of sales guru, none of that stuff. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to um, episode number 57, you may want to pause the show and go listen to that first and then come on back. So what did I do to turn the sales momentum around in my business? Well, I followed the five-step process uh, for the five-step discovery call cheat sheet process, which I've put together in a free cheat sheet that I'm giving to you, and you can get it today's show notes, which you'll find at themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 58. So let's quickly review those five steps again that we talked about last week, and then we're going to dive a bit deeper into the first um, three in today's episode. We'll get into the last two in next week's episode, so you'll want to be sure to tune in for that one as well. All right, so here are the five steps to a discovery call that sells. Step number one, clarify their goals. Step number two, agitate their current problem. Step number three, emotionally connect to what their problem is costing them right now. So we're going to go over those three today. Step number four and five, which we'll go over next week, are paint a picture of a better tomorrow. And number five is prove that you've done this before. And all that needs to be done before you ask for the sale so that people are, are have enough um, ahas enough in emotional engagement that they want to buy from you. So let's dive into step one, which is clarify their goals. As an expert in your business, one of the best things you can do for your audience and your business in general 
is to get crystal clear on the big burning desire your potential clients have. It'll make your marketing funnel easier. It'll make everything easier. So you need to know what problems does your audience struggle with? What do your ideal clients struggle with? What dreams do they have? And what stories are they telling themselves about what's holding them back and why they can't have it or why they don't have it yet? I remember the first time somebody told me this and I said, everyone in my audience is so different. How can I possibly know that? Well, I found out a couple of things. First, I needed to be clear for myself about the problems that I solve with clients and what I'm actually selling. You see, when I was super general about what I could do with a promise like, I'll help you create a marketing strategy, no one was interested. That is too broad. I actually don't know anyone who wakes up and thinks, I know what I need. I need to go on a three-day retreat and create a marketing strategy. I need to write a formal marketing plan. Yeah, no. But when I got clear that I helped my clients sell out their offers through the power of a marketing funnel, suddenly my audience knew what I was all about which made it easier to attract the right people and it was easier to focus on the problems that I solved and it was easier to know what their big burning desire was. They wanted a sold out offer. They want, you know, consistent clients, consistent sales, consistent students, consistent program participants. They just wanna sell out what they're offering. And the calls were way easier to get on a focused track. So I didn't have to like, ask a bajillion questions to try to figure out what they're trying to do. They knew, you know, I'm about funnels. They want a funnel. Like, let's talk about funnels, right? It just made the whole thing easier. And you may be wondering, how will I know what my audience's big burning desire actually really is? Well, for me, and I hope this is not for you, I had a ton of failed sales calls. I spent a lot of time in Facebook groups and I went to a lot of in-person events. When I stopped and did a quick review of all the calls, all the conversations I had in person and all the social media posts that I'd seen, the biggest thread that I saw across all of those was this, I, this, this, I don't know, cry out for, I need sales consistently. I need clients consistently. I need students consistently. And I don't want to be salesy. That was what I saw over and over and over again. But I didn't stop there. I also introduced a call application on my website. And one of the questions on that call application that you can go see for yourself if you wanna see what that whole application looks like, you can see it at michellelevans.com forward slash strategy. And we'll link to it in today's show notes, which you will get at themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 58. But the question was this, What do you specifically want my help with the most? When I started asking this question, it was fascinating to see the answers roll in because they all fell into one of three main buckets. And that helped me get even clearer on the conversation that I would have with my audience. And even more important, when I started getting clear on the problems and the big burning desire of my audience, it was even easier to create a discovery call marketing funnel with emails and opt-ins that spoke directly to the people who I wanted to attract. So the whole thing, everything that I was doing became easier. I knew what my offers needed to be. I knew who I wanted to attract. I knew what conversation I wanted to have with them. 
just by clarifying the big burning desire and the problems that I help my audience solve, all my marketing from the first touch of, you know, coming to my website or downloading a PDF or whatever, all the way through to our discovery call was so much easier and a lot more effective to create. So now when I get on a call with somebody, I'll start the call by saying something like, you know, when I talk with other online business owners like you, they want a simple system to attract the right audience and easily sell their offers without being pushy or salesy or having to figure out marketing all the time. Is that what you're looking for as well? So that's, I mean, it's simple. It's really straightforward. It's succinct and it's really effective. And when you have this level of clarity, it puts your audience at ease because they know you're an expert who already understands them. You know their pain and you know their big burning desire. This is so important, not only for discovery calls, but for your entire marketing funnel. Once you have this clarity for yourself and your audience, everything is easier. And honestly, if you have a discovery call application process, they've probably already told you what they want. So if you have an application that they're filling out, but it's always great to clarify this early on in your call, just to kind of reground both of you in what you're talking about today, what your goal is today. And once you have that buy-in from the person you're speaking with about your call purpose, now it's time to clearly set a call agenda and get agreement on moving forward. So here's what that could sound like. You'll, of course, want to adjust this for your own style and your topic area. So I'm just going to give you examples from my own business and then you can adjust it for yours. So after we've gotten agreement on, you know, what their goal is, great. Now that we're clear on what you want to accomplish on our call today, I'd like to start off by learning a bit more about where you're currently at and how I may be able to help. At the end of the call, if we both feel like it's a good fit, I've got a few options for moving forward with your next step. Does that sound good to you? So again, straightforward, succinct, clear, and it gets agreement, you know, within the first 60 seconds of your call. So as a recap, during your discovery call, don't ask them what they're trying to achieve. It makes you look really inexperienced and out of touch. And it shows if they, if you have an application, it shows that you didn't read the application that they submitted. And don't assume that you're both on the, on the same page and just kind of dive in and start asking questions. If I assumed that everybody who showed up for discovery calls wanted a funnel, I would blow a bunch of my calls because some people want Facebook ads. Uh, and some people just aren't a hundred percent sure what they want. Do simply state what what you believe their big burning desire is and get their verbal commitment that that's what they want. And do set an agenda and get agreement on the next steps forward. Getting these small yeses at the very beginning of your call is really important to move your call forward, move the discovery call forward, and just make sure that you're both on the same page so that you're not feeling like you're suddenly awkwardly going into some sort of sales pitch that they didn't expect. If you do this within the first 60 seconds, it's really clear what this call is about. All right, step number two, you wanna agitate their current problem. And by agitate, I mean ask questions and really listen to this person's answers. It's important to ask questions that are relevant to the person's goal, which again is why it's so important to clarify that goal in the first you know, few minutes of the call. 
and the problem or the problems they feel like they're facing. Asking relevant open-ended questions is the key to having a discovery call that connects, engages, and ultimately converts this person into a client. They need to feel like you understand where they're at and that you can help them get a result that they really desire. A big caveat here though, make sure you direct the conversation. Don't let the person hijack the conversation with 18 stories and this one time at band camp kind of meandering replies, right? You want to get to the heart of the issue by asking questions that help move your conversation into action. And this really serves both of you, you and them. And there are three buckets or types of questions that you can use to direct the conversation here. So you start with type one questions, which are qualification questions. Now you may not need to ask a lot of qualification questions, depending on if you use a call application or not. If you have an application, you've probably already kind of qualified them, but you might want to ask one or two of these. If you do use an application, you know, you may want to, you may want to use some of these questions before you even jump on the phone so that you only need to ask maybe one or two of these questions. And if you don't use a call application, you're probably going to need to spend a bit more time qualifying somebody before you move on. And I would also say invest in, in a call application. It's, you know, it, it does take a little bit of setting up. Uh, WordPress has tons of forms that you can, you know, that are plugins that work really well. I know other systems do as well. But it's just a really great way to make sure that you know who you're talking to and what you're talking about. All right. So what does a qualification question sound like? Well, it could be something like this. What's your biggest struggle in blank? Getting the goal you already, getting to the goal that you already agreed on. So for me, that could be, what's your biggest struggle? What's your biggest marketing struggle? Or what do you struggle with most in attracting new clients? So those are two questions that I could ask. Another question could be something like, what are your plans to blank? And the blank is getting their big burning desire. So for me and my business, that could be, you know, what are your plans to sell out your net, your offer next month or sell out your next launch or, you know, whatever, what are your plans to book yourself out, um, with clients? The purpose of these questions is to qualify your audience so that both you and they are committed to the same outcome. And you know that they've already, you know what they've already tried. So you get a sneak peek into what they're thinking and or what they've tried and maybe kind of the stories that are going on in their head. And also you're also qualifying and quantifying what, you know, what the outcome looks like for them. All right, so let's move on to the next bucket of questions. So question type number two, what didn't work? These questions are designed to get to the heart of what your prospect struggles with, and you're gonna get a little sneak peek at the stories they tell themselves about what's possible for them and what's not possible. It's important that you get into at least one question here because this is where some of their resistance to buying or to moving forward and saying yes with you is hiding. They've tried things before. They've likely had friends who've tried things before. They've got preconceived notions about what you offer. So you want to know what those preconceived notions are so that you can proactively deal with them before they become a sales blocker. So 
you know, I recently um, came across somebody who does incredible makeup for her online videos and she sells makeup too. And so I reached out to her and I said, hey, I'd love to buy from you, but you know, she lives all the way across the country, like probably 3000 miles away. And so I was like, I don't, you know, just looking at your website, it's hard to know what colors to buy. You know, what, and and I told her like, here's some links to some of my videos. You can see what my makeup looks like. I kind of look washed out. Here's what my goal is. And you know what she did? She took a look at my biggest pain and she sent me, uh, she did a screenshot of my, um, of my profile picture and she did like three different makeup looks for me. And she said, okay, here's the colors for these, here's the colors for these, and here's the colors for these. And and why she recommended like darker brows and a darker lipstick or whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. So, you know, this is, but this, this is exactly kind of what you wanna do for your audience. So, so an example question that you could ask here to help them kind of, envision, um, you know, what really, I, I guess, really ground them in what's at stake. What are one or two things that you've tried to blank? So, you know, what are one or two things um, that you've tried to, and then you want to put in their big burning desire? So for this makeup person, she could have said, you know, what are some colors or what are some looks that you've tried? And I sent her some videos so she, that she could see what I was talking about. And for my own business, I could ask something like, what have you already tried to attract and convert clients consistently? So again, I wanna keep grounding them in that big burning desire. For me with the makeup, like I wanna show up and not look so washed out on video. And so, you know, this person was like, okay, what have you already tried? What are the colors that you're trying? You know, tell me about this. Um, or another question could be, how much time are you wasting each you know, day, each week, each month, whatever makes sense for what you offer, trying to blank. And the blank is what their big burning desire is. So for my own business, that could be, how much time are you wasting each week trying to market and attract clients only to find that your efforts actually aren't working? For the makeup lady, she could have said, like, how much time are you wasting before every single video shoot trying to get a look, um, that looks great on camera and doesn't make you look washed out. And that's actually, she asked me a question very similar to that. And that's when I was like, oh, I need your help. And and it's true, I did need her help. And I really valued what she had to do, but she needed to ask me these questions to help me remember what's at stake here. And the first two buckets of questions are important because it's a way to connect your conversation to your prospect's day-to-day -day reality and start to highlight how different their day-to-day -day will be moving forward from, or how different it is from what they truly desire and how you can help them, you know, in the next set of questions, how you can help them make it better, make it different, get what they actually want, right? But you need them to remember, oh yeah, I really do struggle with this. Okay, step number three is emotionally connect to what their problem is costing them right now. So that third, the third bucket of questions is where laying the groundwork really pays off and where you start to build urgency for your offer. Here's the deal. People make decisions based on meaning and emotion and justify those decisions based on logic and reason. You have to get your audience to feel what's at stake, to feel what it's like to be stuck, 
to want to fix their situation. And the best way to do that is with questions. And here's a hard truth. Until you can get to the point where you can ask these real questions and hold the space for their answer, you're gonna struggle to sell. If you stay in the first type of questions where you're just qualifying or just talking about clarifying their desires, your prospects aren't gonna move forward. You need to take them through all three types of questions in this order in order to have successful sale, really successful sales calls. Because each bucket question builds on the previous bucket, right? So we're, we're clarifying, we're quantifying, and now we're emotionally connecting. So by the time you get to type three questions, you've got someone who's super clear about what they want and what is not working for them right now. And in type three questions, you get into what is this costing your prospect to wait? And by cost, I don't mean just money. Cost could be any number of things. Cost could be not feeling great about how washed out I look on camera. Cost could be you know, losing out on money. Cost could be spending too much money. Cost could be lost time, lost joy, lost excitement, too much frustration, lost security. Like the cost could be any number of things and you get the idea. What you must know is what the emotional driver is for your audience so that you can ask the right questions to help them have that aha moment about the real cost of not solving the problem you're talking to them about. So two examples of type three questions to drive urgency for my business are, number one, how much time and money have you spent trying to figure out a solid marketing strategy on your own? Number two, if you had someone to coach you on exactly what marketing will attract your ideal audience consistently, how much more money would you be able to make each month? You need to figure out what those urgency driver questions are for your own business and your own offer and you know just your own audience. Once you do that, you'll notice a dramatic shift in your calls and the commitment of your new clients because they're gonna be all bought in because they're gonna know, yeah, this is an issue, this is costing me something and I wanna fix it. Whew, okay, we covered a lot in today's episode. Let's do a quick recap of what we talked about. We covered the first three steps of the discovery call process, which is number one, clarify their goals and get that agreement right up front. Number two, agitate their current problem and get your prospect to really feel this problem right now. And number three, emotionally connect to what their problem is costing them right now. This is a biggie. You need to ask questions that emotionally connect the problem to the, to the costs that they feel. Once you figure out how to do this right, your discovery calls will transform from blah to amazing, from confusing and overwhelming and frustrating to clear and valuable, from a no to a big old heck yes, I want to buy from you. So join me next week as we dive into the last two steps in this five-step process. All right, as you were listening to this, did you think of someone who might need some help with their own discovery calls? or who just doesn't love doing them? If so, would you do both of us a favor and share this episode with them? It's really easy to do from whatever podcatcher you're listening on, or you can just share the URL for today's show at themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 58 and your friend can listen there. All right, have an amazing week and I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place on another great episode of The Marketing Funnel Show. See you then. 